evening, Mervera Baisai, and let us continue along here, Bezer Hashem, in the eighth Cheshbain, which we didn't get to finish last week. And that is the Cheshbain of two points about Yichur Hashem. Number one, to fully understand and appreciate the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That really the only thing that exists, the only thing that makes everything happen in the world, is only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to really pound that into our heads again and again. It's We have to know it and we have to believe it. It's not enough intellectually to know it because that we can all talk the talk. We could all say it intellectually. Of course, Hashem runs the world. But we have to feel it in our hearts. And we've mentioned many times with some Chazisa, the altar of Kelm said, knowing something in the mind and feeling it and living that way is like two different people. Just because Yankel knows something, it doesn't mean that Shimon knows it. Just because Yankel knows something doesn't mean Shimon behaves in that way because he has no idea that's true. The same is with one's mind and one's heart. The mind could know it, but if it hasn't gotten down, trickled down and incorporated into the psyche of the heart and the emotion till we behave that way, it's not there yet. But that's what we always have to strive for. So number one, the oneness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu controls everything in the world. And number two, our Yichud, our focus on doing things really just for the sake of Hashem. And it's a not an easy task because we do things for ulterior motives. As a matter of fact, the Rambam even tells us that in educating our children, we have to educate them in, in a shalolishma way, in a, in a way of doing things for ulterior motives, for the prize. And the Rambam writes that a little child, you have to give him a little prize, a little toy. As he gets older, so the stakes are a little bit higher. But that's the way to coax them and get them accustomed to doing mitzvahs and learning improperly and davening properly. That's what we have to do. But ultimately, once we have seichel of our own, so then we have to get to points and we have to make it a, a goal ultimately to do things just for the sake of because Hashem told us to do the mitzvah, that's why we do the mitzvah. Not because I want to get something, not because I want to become rich, not because I want to stay healthy, not because I want to get oil on my bar. A lot of times it gets in the way, and sometimes we need that motivation to get us to do the right thing. But ultimately it should be the point, or at least different points throughout our day, week, certainly lifetime, that we do things just for the sake of doing the mitzvah. And he gives it he gives an interesting mushal here at the end of Cheshben uh, HaShmini. Says the Chavah And you could really experience this. You could really test this out, test the waters with the following mushal. Listen to this analogy. When you have relationships with people, and even people that have a loving relationship. Imagine you sort of take a liking to somebody and you show in an affectionate way that you really like the person. And it seems to him, wow, look at that, you know, he's saying nice things about me and he's going out of his way for me. 
But if that person gets wind, that the only reason you're doing that is really to use him, either because he has connections, or because you want him to give you something, or you think he's an influential person, you need his help, if he gets wind of that, so do you think he's going to take kind to that? Do you think he's going to take it lightly? Or he's going to be quite upset. You're using me? That's what you're... That's where you were doing all of these things. I see you. They, you did me a favor over here. And you picked me up over here, and you you helped me out. Oh, you really would? You were just using me for your own benefit. It wasn't for my sake. It was totally for your sake. It was totally selfish. Selfish. Koshkin, all the more so. If you have a master, and the eved, the servant is serving him, and the servant is just doing so. Like you get the boss some coffee and you think, oh, just because you're so happy with the way the, way the boss treats you and it's just because your uh, your gratitude to him and you really just feel he's a respected individual and you want to do favors for him. Meanwhile, the boss realizes that's not the case. That's not why. He realizes you just because you want a promotion. It's just because you want a favor, because you want some more time off. What's going to happen in such a case? Yiktsay for love. The boss will get angry. He's certainly not going to be pleased with the servant's actions. Even if externally, on the outside, it seems that you're doing so for really altruistic reasons. And this is even in a human relationship where really this boss who has gotten these sort of extra favors from one of the employees, even though it has been for selfish motives, but at the end of the day, it has helped out the boss. You know, he went, when he couldn't start his car, the fellow said, oh, please, come on my car, I'll take you to the shop. And he did gain from that. But when he gets wind of the fact that it was only for the purpose of getting something done for the, for the employee's own interests, He's going to be very upset, even though he knows he's only a human being. He needs other people. He needs help of other people. Kal v'chaymer, just understanding this analogy, says the Chavah, so it's kal v'chaymer all the more so. The Creator on high. We all need Him. He doesn't need us. Kodesh doesn't need us, doesn't gain an iota from us. And we all need Him. For every breath we take, we need Him. For every morsel of food, for every dollar that we make, we need Him. And Hashem gains nothing from us. So Hamashkev Ali not only that, not only does, do we need Him, He doesn't need us, but He's Hamashkev Ali He also sees right through our thoughts. He knows exactly what we're thinking. Even though externally he could think, wow, we're davening with such kavana, we're doing a mitzvah, it sounds like we're putting our, our whole being, our whole lave into the mitzvah. And we want to do it in a perfect way. And that we could fool a lot of people. Who was it that said you can fool most of the people, most of the time? You can never fool Hashem any of the time. That's the fact. You can't. It doesn't work. So that's what Chavaz Zavav is saying. It's, it's, it's almost a joke. The Mashkiach Zogazun said, said the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu even accepts 
our mitzvahs which are done shaloy l'shma, which are done for self-appointed motives, or selfish motives, or ulterior motives, because we want something from Hashem, or we don't want to get punished, it's really a tremendous chesed that Hashem should even take these mitzvahs and say, wow, you did a mitzvah, I'm going to put it away, store it away. You're going to get schar for it. Schar for that? You did it for yourself. You weren't working for Hashem. You were working for yourself. So certainly if we realize this, and we pause for a few minutes and think, you know, when we do something because we want some good out of it, and even when we find, you find there's a segula, who you do this mitzvah, it can get you this, it can get you that. Oh, we're going to do this. You're doing it purely for your own purposes. And we have to sometimes think Hashem knows exactly why we're doing it. Are we doing it for the purpose of the mitzvah? Though Hashem who sees us, Eich nirzalei minavshayiseinu b'mashalei nirzalei memlachavarinu How can we think that we will be able to appease and please Hashem with our actions in something that no other human being that we are associated with, none of our friends, none of our acquaintances, when they would get wind of this, would be happy with that. And that's that's even with their lack of knowledge what I'm really thinking. That's all that I could fool them. There are people that I could fool. And yet, if they would understand or they would even detect and suspect that we're not doing it really to be good to them, they would certainly be upset. And Hashem who knows everything, we have to come to the point that even when we do things for ulterior motives, and it's just to motivate us, and like the Gemara says, that we mentioned, that really a person should always start off to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, even for other reasons, for side benefits. Because by doing so, even for ulterior motives, ultimately will come to do it just for the sake of Hashem. But it has to be with that in mind. And as Reb Chaim explains, if we continuously do mitzvahs properly, then ultimately we'll get, there will be different points in time that will do it. Lishma. And once heard from an Adam Gadol, an interesting area where a person could focus on doing something lishma. Where is that? He says, a lot of times mitzvahs that we do, we do so publicly. Certainly if we're doing a favor for somebody else, we're doing a chesed, there's so much that's personal gain. We feel good about it. His thanks makes us feel good. It's very hard to do a lishma, to do an altruistic act of kindness to somebody else without really feeling that we're gaining in the process. Okay, but then you have mitzvahs that we do just for the sake of Hashem. Learning. Yeah, but learning, someone sees me learning, he thinks good of me. Davening, people see, oh, boo, I'm shuckling so well. So he gave an interesting area. There's one mitzvah that nobody knows what I'm thinking by that mitzvah. And that is the mitzvah of tefillin. For the men who put on tefillin every day, you put on tefillin, nobody's really watching, nobody sees, and nobody knows, am I having kavana just to fulfill the mitzvah? Or it's because I want to show off my tefillin, I want to look good, I don't want to look silly, I'm, not, I'm the only one not wearing tefillin in the minion. And at that point, nobody else is looking. And that's something that even though we do it in a public setting, it's done very privately. And it's just between the person and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's an easy area sort of to, to test the waters. Certainly if it's a, a woman who's dominating by herself at home, 
nobody's around, nobody sees if they daven properly with a sense of lishma. I'm davening not because I want to ask Hashem for things. I'm davening because Hashem wants me to daven to Him. I'm davening because it's a mitzvah in the Torah. What's that that the Torah talks about? It's tefillah. Just to daven because Hashem wants us to daven. So those are areas that we can even try, if it's not all the time, at least sometimes, to do a lishma. And he concludes, And when you analyze this, Really, if we think into this and we realize how so many things we do for our own sake, our own purposes, for benefits that we want, we really should be ashamed. And when we get to that point of shame, we'll try to correct our matzpun, correct our thoughts, We'll try to focus on You see what he says? Even Chazavav is saying that. We'll try to focus on one mitzvah of all the mitzvahs that we do. Start with one. Start with one area of learning. It could be one time, one of our sadarim, one of the svarim we do, one of the times of learning we do during the week. That will be just for the sake of learning, not for any other purpose. The Asenabishtadlus Vikharitzas, but it has to be done with a great effort and with a push. The way of your mitzvahs I run to do. I run to do for your sake, because my heart is expanded. And as I want my heart just to focus on doing the mitzvah properly. So this is a, a an interesting cheshben over here that we have. Not uh, as a something that we're already doing that propel us to do it further, but rather just to put everything into perspective, to have the right foundation of all the mitzvahs that we do, that we're doing constantly, we're doing them all the time anyway. But to always re- keep this in mind that we have to have elements of lishma throughout our Avodah Sasha. Agutenacht.